Welcome to the BeastNet Podcast, proudly presented by the Beast Obstacle Course Racers and sponsored by GH Unders Performance Base Layers. Here we discuss all things athleticism to obstacle course racing, endurance to nutrition, our team, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everyone, this is uh, Adam Brigenhart with BeastOCR here on BeastNet today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we've got kind of a fun and ridiculous one today. We've got the uh, trifecta of troubles, the troublesome trio, and more other uncouth things, I could say. Uh, <laughs> so on the phone, we've got uh, Mr. Mike James. He is our BeastNet MC and, and the man behind the curtain that puts everything together. Um, super good dude getting ready to run his first marathon before his 40th birthday. So that's some pretty exciting stuff. And then, and on as well, we have, uh, Mr. Zane, uh, Wendango tree walker, which is his, uh, full legal birth name. And, uh, <laughs> there's some more in there too. And, uh, Zane is not just the old all around badass knows how to, uh, mix you a special beverage, but, um, he has been in the thick of it with some of the, the toughest events that I've seen. And, um, Hold on, badass. OG Beast. Yep. I do my best. Yeah, this is going to be a fun episode, just kind of getting to know each other. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So basically, I mean, kind of what we wanted to do with this episode is really let the audience know who we are um, and why we do this and what you can expect from the BeastNet, because I kind of see the the three of us are going to be the core group of this this BeastNet thing, and then we're going to have more players coming in and just kind of, yeah, let everyone know what we're all about. So, I mean, really, I mean, you guys have all met me. I've been on most, I've been on all the episodes. So, I mean, you kind of, kind of know me. Um, Adam's been on a couple and then Zane's kind of the newcomer. So let's let Zane talk for a second. Kind of tell us what, what he's all about. All right. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, I don't, I don't know where to begin or how long it'll take to end. Um, I, uh, came into beast. I want to say like mid 2015. Uh, and I just kind of dabbled here and there and really dove in headstrong beginning of 2016, I guess. Um, and, uh, it was just kind of looking for some other people interested in the same stuff as me, uh, OCR, anything athletic. Um, and, uh, I threw something up on the page one day. I think we were going to, it must've been Seattle, I think it was a Seattle beast or maybe super. I can, can never keep track of which is which anymore. Yeah. There's so uh, many of them. <laughs> in the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, in the first year they kind of switched it around on us. Um, yeah. And, uh, I think it was the fall of 2015 and I threw something up. Hey, anybody want to share a room, ride share, whatever. And, uh, a couple of guys, Patrick Olson, uh, hit me up. said, Hey, I'm driving up from Oregon. And, uh, that was my first real experience. Uh, staying with a stranger to begin with and uh, my first real experience staying with somebody from the Beast team and uh, man we hit it off and so you started with Patrick because that must have been an interesting experience yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so me and Patrick have a pretty close bond we really kind of kicked it off the same time uh, with East OCR and really jumped in and we hit it off really well three hour drive up north and uh, yeah like I said it's just been a wildfire since then and Beast has been taken off. My involvement with Beast has taken off. Um, so now I lead the PX area Beast Squad once a month with my partner Lorenzo, and uh, it's 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 really exciting to be a bigger part of the team, and uh, especially how fast and how strong we're growing. Yeah, we are, and it's always fun. I have to say this: it's always so much fun to wait and see your pictures of you and Lorenzo together. You guys are like the the. <laughs> you're almost like the, the in shape Jay and silent Bob. You're like hetero light partners that are just out there having a blast. It is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we try to keep it fresh and fun. Uh, we try to do the races as fast as we can and kind of goof around at the same time. So we're not being too serious about it. Uh, we like to involve people on the course in our craziness, you know, get some good laughs. And yeah. Cheer people up. A lot of people are, I mean, they're, they're huffing wind out there and, uh, there's moments of each race that sucks a little bit for everybody, and if we can do something to kind of cheer people up and make them have fun and realize that it's not all about being serious 100% of the time, then uh, we will absolutely do whatever we can to make that happen. 
Oh yeah, I've heard plenty of stories where they talk about these two crazy guys out on course, and I'm like, you've got to be talking about Zane and Lorenzo. <laughs> I've heard of snowball fights. I've heard of snowball fights in Canada, and there was the kissing in the in the in the uh, dunk wall. That picture's amazing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there's been to, some good we ones. Had to go, uh, as, as, as Adam called it, we had to go full tedarium and. Uh, Kind of get them back a little bit for all their pictures. Oh, that's oh yeah. Big. What's funny is I think that one of the best pictures I have is from Seattle. I think last year, or maybe it was this this year, the Seattle Sprint, and I'm laughing in the uh, barbed wire, and it's because I'm making fun of Elise yeah. and Jeff who were making out pretty much in front of me for the photographer, and I was telling them to get a room. Yeah. And the photographer got a picture of me just laughing while I was saying it, and it's probably like the best Spartan picture I've ever got. But that's awesome. Yeah, see, I need to find a hetero with life mate like that. Yeah. See, because my wife will never do a Spartan, so I'm never going to get that pick, on, you know, kiss on the, the dunk wall unless I find somebody else to do it with. So, yeah. So, Adam, you want to run a race together? <laughs> yeah, are we going to make out in the, the pit? Yes, we are. Yes. I mean, I don't judge, man. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. You know, now that we said this, Adam. A random person to pop up under the wall and just slap a kiss on him, but, you know, that. Five O might be waiting for you at the end of the race. They might be. Back to nice warm, so. <laughs> I was going to say, though, now that we said this, Adam, you know, people are going to expect it at the next race. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this, this past one, right after we did the, the whole dunk walk, if, you know, we, uh, if we go back to Montana, so in Montana, we were like, all right, let's go run the sprint. Um, we weren't going for time or anything. We were just going to have fun, kind of fly through it. And, uh, we did, and along the way, we're like, all right, let's 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 do some stupid pictures. Uh, every time there's a photographer, let's just do something stupid. So we did, and that's where, like, the, the pooping in the bucket picture was. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where the whole thing started. And we're at the top of the mountain by the A-frame cargo. And, um, oh, no, we weren't. We, are, we were at the top of the log carry, actually. The photographer's there. We put our logs down, and it just turned out perfect. It was foggy. It was misty. It was... Just a crazy picture. Uh, we stood back to back, did a little like Charlie's Angels kind of thing, you know. And, yeah, I saw those ones. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's where it all started, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We were throwing the pictures up on Instagram or something. And we're like, man, what, what should we call these? And uh, we've been going through the hurricane heats all year. Every time we go anywhere um, that has a hurricane heat, we're in the hurricane heat, and uh, we've become well known uh, amongst the groups. And we kind of raise a little hell here and there while we're kicking ass. And uh, so we, we said, man, let's, let's call it Dingo's Angels. Let's just flip him a little shit, you know, kind of get a good laugh out of him and that is him good. a little bit. And, uh, that's, man, so this Dingo's Angels thing is just taking off and it's been silly and ridiculous. And uh, so leading back to uh, this past race, uh, we come through the dunk wall. We did a little kissy picture. And then right as we're coming out of the dunk wall, we see Dingo about 20 paces in front of us. And he's heading into the porta potty. And uh, Elise is standing right there. She's working the water station. So she's like, hey, come take a picture with us. Like, oh, man, we, we will definitely. We just saw Dingo go in the bathroom. So we throw up our, our Charlie's Angels poses, you know, our Dingo's Angels on each side of the, the porta potty. And he has no idea we're even there. I'm sure by now he is just like, man, these guys are stupid and they're everywhere just following me around and uh so he comes out of the porta potty and we're both there posted up so we got pictures of this uh i don't know if everybody's seen them yet but they're golden i haven't seen those ones yet door opens i could just i could just i could feel like the the weirdness in the air and he was just like oh my god you guys (laughs) you know he just totally caught him off guard and it was great it was hilarious Oh yeah, Dingo's one of my favorites. I, I I love Dingo. I mean, he's one that keeps me, he keeps me going and keeps me motivated. So he, he's great. So him and yeah, Steve Hammond. Great sense of humor. It, it was just fun to you know, like involve him in our madness. You know. Well, he's the one that came up with my nickname, a Pretty Mike. So because one yeah. during what her one of the hurricane heats, we went through it through the whole thing. He actually wasn't even the cadre. He was one of us, one of the hurricane heat participants and he just kept calling me pretty mike through the whole thing he called me pretty mike and ted kelly or ted yeah whatever what he was calling him uh freak show that's where the freak show came from yeah 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 so that's awesome 
Yeah, it is. And and, and the one thing about Zane too is Zane has had the funny pictures for a while because if you've never seen the picture of him writing his fiance now, I think yeah. through yeah. the barbed wire, that is one of my favorites. Considering the, if you, the story yeah, goes, what yeah. didn't you tell her she? Washougal, two thousand sixteen. I think so. And is not the one where you told her that you couldn't marry her unless she actually did a Spartan. Well, that's actually how I got her to do yeah. the Spartan race. Um, it, uh, it, <laughs> you know, I didn't used to have a lot of uh, a lot of friends into uh, athletic yeah. mindset, and uh, and it always kind of bothered me. You know, I was always yearning for these friends that just had this type A personality or at least wanted to go out and be athletic and try crazy stuff. And most of my friends are all uh, gamers and couch potatoes. So I didn't have that. So it kind of bothered me um, that the woman I was planning to spend the rest of my life with had no idea about any of this stuff that I was just madly in love with aside from her. You know, this sport yeah. that just stole me away and drove me crazy. And, uh, I, I did. I, I told her one day that I could not marry a woman who was not a Spartan, and I believe it was probably within a day or two that she was signed up to do the Washougal Sprint with me. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she, I'm, I'm, on, I'm unsure. I think she almost hated every step of it, um, yeah. and uh, loved it at the same time because it drove her and it pushed her as it does all of us yeah. uh, outside of her comfort zone and kind of uh, taught her a little bit about herself. Um, now, that being said, she has not got a second one yet and I'm not sure she will, but uh, it, it was nice to get that out of the way and at least share that thing in common so that she knows what I go and do every weekend when I'm away and out of town. And uh, yeah, so we're going through the barbed wire crawl and she was just slugging away, huffing wind, and I'm running alongside her and trying to motivate her and keep her moving faster, and the photographer was right there. And I don't know, I, I, weird things pop into my head at all hours of the day. And uh, I stood up, and I just got on her back, rodeo style, and threw up one hand, put the other hand on her shirt, and uh, yeah, the photographer was laughing his ass off, got some great pics, and uh, those were those were pretty, uh, awesome. pretty hilarious, man. They, <laughs> good. Yeah. They were because I know in Hawaii that uh, while we were running, uh, your girl, your fiance, and my wife were pretty much hanging out the whole time while we were going through our fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're like, yeah, you guys have fun. We're gonna go sit on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was nice that uh, it was nice that they both went because they each had somebody to spend time with when we were out doing our thing. Um, yeah, because I know that was the so. thing Amber had an issue with the first year was the fact that while I was out running, she had no one to to spend time with. And that's one of the fun things about the group is you get stuff like that, where it's like, Hey, you know, my wife's not running. And someone's like, Oh, well my, my spouse isn't our boyfriend or girlfriend isn't either. They can do this together while we go, you know, have our fun. So, which is cool. Yeah. 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 It was great. It was a good trip. Yeah, it was. I'm doing it again this year because some fatty didn't finish the all three races. So I've got to go try again. So, Yep, and then that's one thing is this year I've got to hold myself accountable. I mean, this right before we left for Hawaii, I quit smoking, like the day before we got on the plane. So next next year I should have that going for me because I still haven't smoked. So good, you know, good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's gonna be that's my goal this next year is to get that trifecta in a weekend. I need to drop some pounds. I need to hold myself accountable and not get injured and stay healthy all year and no smoking and just do it. So. Yep, should be good. And I just spent money on new shoes and insoles, so that should help too. So, because that was my problem yeah. in Hawaii. By the end of the second race, my t- feet were so blistered I couldn't walk. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hawaii was uh, Hawaii was a rough course this year. Uh, it was. Talked it up, thought that it was going to be easy and simple, you know, and uh, no. you're running in paradise, and none of that was true. No, it wasn't. Um, theory was amazing. That is true. Uh, it was hotter than sin. It was humid, muggy. Um, yeah, it, it just tore me apart, just the heat and the humidity alone. Yeah, and I'm not sure how to train for that, you know, and that was my biggest problem. I overheated so bad during the beast that it, it was ridiculous. I mean, I kept, every time I found water, I was climbing into it trying to cool my body off. And I don't yeah. know, that's the thing I don't know how to train for. And that's what I'm the most worried about next year. Absolutely. Yeah, is how I, to deal with that. I felt like I was 
drinking all of my Camelback, and uh, no matter how much water I drank, I just continued feeling thirsty because the water was not cold. Yep. Uh, it just didn't quench the thirst, and uh, of course, then you struggle with drinking too much water, and you get pain. It was a tough it one. Was a very mental course for me. Yeah, and that was the thing, like, Saturday during the Beast that a lot of people that don't realize, like, our group, you know, not you, you were doing the Ultra Beast because you're insane, but our group, you know, Brandon <laughs> and all those guys, we had almost seven miles without water because two of yeah, the water stations hair. were down. They were out of water when we got yeah. there, and we were out of water in our packs, so we were, like starting to dehydrate as well because we didn't have water. So that was scary, but you know, we made it. And yeah, that's scary. We made it. The end of it was interesting trying to find somebody with a headlamp because some, somebody, the person who was supposed to bring their headlamp, me put it in the wrong pack. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was all said, okay, we need the headlamp now. And I'm like, it's not here. <laughs> so that was interesting, <laughs> but we always find a way and we make it work. So, absolutely. so what, what have you got coming up? Bang? Yeah. <laughs> what is next? Oh man. Uh, well, next we go to LA. Uh, we're in Cascade for the 12-hour hurricane heat down there, the final one of the year, and the final event to round off our season. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm a little nervous. I've been dealing with some medical setbacks and some injuries, and. Uh, that's been kind of a pain towards the end of this season. Um, but I think it's going to be a great event and I'm going to suck it up and rock it out. And, uh, that'll give me my hurricane trifecta, if you will. Um, the only true hurricane trifecta, I think there's what, 30, 36 of us that finished the, uh, 24 hour hurricane heat. The only one they've done so far. So with that, the 12 and of course the regular, uh, yeah, I'm excited to it's cap awesome. that off, and that'll be a great finish to the year. Yeah, and then of course, uh, moving into January, first thing of the new season will be uh, Ghost, our own beast event. So I'm really excited about that, man. That's going to be great. That it sounds like it's going to be fun. I yeah, I don't know. It sounds like something I want to do, but I just don't think I'm ready for it. Um, yeah, those are the best events to do. I feel. 90% of the time when I go into an event that I'm not ready for it. Uh, now, maybe that's because I'm a terrible procrastinator. I am um, too. But it's a little more exciting. It adds some adventure when you're feeling like you're not ready. When I went to the 24, I was not sure what the heck I was doing there. Um, I had no real game plan other than I continually pounded into my brain for several weeks leading up to it that I was without a doubt going to be standing there at the finish at 5 p.m. the following day. And, uh, you know, I think when you, when you believe that way, uh, you are mentally going to make everything else fall into place during an event. Um, so, uh, not that you shouldn't train, obviously, but, uh, yeah, I think going into an event that you don't feel ready for, the very least thing that you will come out of that with is still the knowledge of how to train in the future for a similar event. And you always learn something about yourself, whether you finish or not. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it's still a good experience. Um, so don't, uh, totally discount yourself yet. You know, I, I just, my biggest worry with it is I know with the way you've explained ghosts, that it's a more of a team based thing, which, I know like the hurricane heats I've done because I've only done the four hours. They've always been team-based, but it's never been like against another team. And my biggest worry is that I I know I'm not one of the best, most physically active ones out there. I'm working on it, trying to fix some things, injuries. I've let injuries get into my head to make me even worse than I should have been. And I'm worried that if I go into this, that I'm going to be that weakest link that is dragging my team back. And I don't want to be that guy. Oh, What's up? going to be a weaker link if you look at it that way um i mean there's there's always somebody is going to be the weak link not everybody is going to be on the same page uh every step of the way however uh as a team i feel like you fit together like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle um some people might be pack mules more than other people and be able to carry heavy weight 
for longer distances and some people might run faster. Um, I mean, if you, you look at just like the hurricane heats, we have Patrick Olson out there, great guy. And I mean, he's quick, he hauls ass. Um, and he's fast through the obstacles. Um, it's, and then there's those of us, I'm not that fast. I'm a pretty slow runner, unfortunately. Um, but I can pack a lot of weight for a long time and just kind of suck it up and dig deep. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's in a true team environment. Uh, nobody is really going to be upset with anybody who's lacking in one area or another. Um, at least in my mind. Uh, so yeah, I'm always willing to suck up a little extra punishment to have friends out there. Yeah, I just always worry that I don't know. I guess it's because I always look bad at myself anyway that I always feel like I'm going to be that guy that everyone at the end of it's like, well, we wouldn't have won if it wasn't for Fatty over there. You know? <laughs> Luckily, we come uh, to a pretty strong, supportive group of people, and I don't I know anybody amongst our team is going to say that. At least not to your face. Yeah, I know, yeah. text you later and be like, thanks, Fatty, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just kind of one of those things. Like I said, I and I think I've been really hard on myself for the last couple of years. I mean, ever since I had the foot injury. I mean, I was finally getting into the shape I wanted to and starting to lose the weight and do everything else. And then the foot injury slowed me down. And then I had injury after injury after that. And I've kind of let those injuries, like I said, get into my head. And now I'm probably yeah. the almost the biggest I've ever been. So I'm trying to get out of that and fix that. But I've let those get into my head. And that's like the hardest thing for me is getting back out of my head and actually fixing my issue. Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with injuries is tough. No yeah. doubt about that. It is. Well, and I think, you know, no matter what happens, someone's going to get hurt at some point in time, right? No matter what we're doing, racing or not, um, and I think it's how how we deal with it, right? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, in, in regards to ghosts, kind of backing up a little bit, I think you're ready, man. Uh, you know, I see, I, I've worked with you before in a hurricane. I've, I've seen you go and tackle things. Uh, dude, I mean, regardless of where you're at, I think it's it's more. I mean, yeah, you you know, you want to have your body ready as as much as possible when it comes to the event. It, it, it's not just you know who's the, who's the guy that's lagging behind. It's it's how are we going to tackle this together? And I think I think you've got that part down. Um, I think you'd be an ass to have. Absolutely. Well, and on top of that, uh, you're always. I mean, you're kind of a you're a goofball, man, and uh, yeah. that, <laughs> that positivity and, uh, you know, the, the ability to find the humor in things, uh, even when life is at its shittiest moment, um, that keeps not only yourself driving along, but keeps the whole team going. Um, any time throughout the hurricane heat, I mean, we, we goof around, you know, and uh, there's moments when I'm not having fun and I make jokes about myself. Uh, just make jokes about how the moment sucks that I'm in. Um, and you definitely have that, that positive, humorous mindset that I think will help uh, not only yourself, but the rest of the group to stay positive and stay focused. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's something I got to think about and do. I mean, I think a lot of it for me right now is I've thought about it a little bit, but my mind is really right now on next Sunday that I'm going to die. But... <laughs> I mean, well, I don't I, think at any point that you'll be running nonstop for 26 miles during Ghost. At least I hope not. Yeah. That's not what I'm signing up for. I hate running. So <laughs> if, if that happens, you're doing it wrong. That's what I told everyone. I, that's why I like played baseball as a kid. I ran 90 feet at a time, and that was it. The only time I had to run more than 90 feet is if I hit a double. And that's why everyone's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you should play soccer. And I'm like, you want me to run around a field for an hour and a half and kick up? No, no. <laughs> I don't run. I, I like to like, I'll, I'll sprint for 90 feet after that. I'm done. Even as a kid. And, yeah. 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 Like, nope. I yeah. can be real fast, but it's not going to last long. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I mean, I graduated. I mean, a lot of people don't realize I graduated high school at 140 pounds. So if you imagine my height and 140 pounds, my nickname was stick boy because I was tiny, <laughs> but and I mean, I was muscular because I played tennis. I played all that kind of stuff, but every sport I played was quick quick you know in tennis it was that quick movement that you had to get you know to the ball and racquetball quick movement i never played any of the sports where i had to run for a distance i mean it's pretty much when i had to run the mile and pre and pe it never went well 
I was good at that quick sprint, but you know, the second I had to go for distance and like endurance, uh, yeah, I was done. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when I decided to lose weight five years ago, running is what did it for me. It was the one exercise I could do, get on the treadmill for half an hour and just go. And that's what did it for me. And I mean, I did half marathon after half marathon and told myself before my 40th birthday, I'm going to do that full, but then I got hurt. So I never did it. So now I've got two weeks to do that. (laughs) So uh, I made a goal and I'm going to meet it. Good. And you will. I believe in you. And I'm excited for that. It's, it's going to be interesting, but I've got a lot of support. Um, I mean, I know Emily Ford signed up basically just to make sure I finish. Um, you know, and that's what I love about the beasts. I put a post that said, you know, I'm crazy. I'm doing this marathon because I said I would. And all of a sudden I got message after message of, do you need someone to go with you? Do you need some support? Do you need a teammate to help you? And I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. You know, and Emily didn't even ask. She just signed up and said, I'll be there. So, you know, that's what I love about the beast is that kind of support. Is, I agree, man. They're like, you're going to do something stupid. Where do I sign up? <laughs> So, uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and steal the spotlight and say we should go and take a quick little break to hear from our sponsors and then uh, come back and we can dive more into the beast team. All right, I'll be right back. Tarver Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. What? Huh? <laughs> just, just so you know, during the break, I missed you guys. Well, I missed you too. Missed you. I got lonely there for a second, or ten seconds. There's <laughs> <laughs> only one in my life, but you know, I think I've got a little, little uh, anxiety built up after that. Oh, that's not good. You better go run. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, we should. I feel kind uh, of dive into. Uh, I agree. I think we should dive in the beast and just kind of talk about where we're at with it, where, you know, like Zane said, he's running Portland workouts, where we're going with all this. Absolutely. How many workouts do we have going on right now? We have five? I think so. Uh, yeah, something close to that. So we've got uh, Seattle, Kent, uh, Portland, Marysville, and then Grey Harbor. Uh, we'll be back up next month. Um, and a couple... You know, a couple other ones, too. So we've got some folks that want to put together some stuff on the Portland Peninsula. Um, we have a couple folks up in the deep north that are starting to talk about things, folks down in the Tri-Cities areas. So, and, and you know, I think I think that's important, right? Because we were originally founded by, you know, a group of people that wanted to train and get together for races, right? So yeah. um, having kind of that core thing where, hey, guys, Let's get together, let's train, let's have some fun. I think that's really important, you know, and I think that's something that, you know, it's easy to stay to stick to our roots, but let's just get together and work out. And, you know, we don't always know what we're doing, right? When we first started that, that kind of stuff, it was, no. you know, just, is, this, is this how we do a push-up? I, I, I'm not sure, but we're going to do this push-up, right? <laughs> and uh, I think having that kind of core value has really resonated for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Definitely. You know, we're here and we're going to be here. And if you don't make it, that's fine. But but know that you've got a place that you can go and and look silly and and be ridiculous and go you know do whatever. And but but we're going to be here and we're going to be training together. Um, yeah. That, I think that's incredibly important. It is. I mean, it's hugely important. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, when the first time I talked about doing a Spartan with one of my friends, and they're like, "Yeah, if you fail an obstacle, you have to do thirty burpees," and I'm like. What's a burpee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what these are. These are great for us because people, you, you get to learn how to correctly do a burpee, how to correctly do all these workouts that everyone talks about. And you're just like, what, what is that? So, I mean, yeah, I yeah. love the workouts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, having taken over the PDX workout has been a blessing and an honor. And uh, it's definitely challenged me to not only keep 
things fresh and new, but uh, make things fun. And going back to the core value is something that we always make a point of at every workout. We let people know, hey, look, this is founded on peers leading peers, and we welcome any uh, any advice and any input. And you know, if somebody wants to take a good ten minute session in any workout and kind of try their hand at coaching the group. Um, we definitely welcome that. And, uh, uh, yeah, ideas are always welcome. It's, it's a good environment uh, to let everybody kind of test their own leadership abilities. And I think that's very important in our team as well as in our society to make sure that everybody's got the ability to lead at some point or another. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I also, I mean, we, we constantly do the exercises and involve ourselves in the workout as well as coaching them. I don't like to be that guy that just stands around and tells everybody what to do. Um, I want to be down in the mud doing it with you because I am your peer, not your leader. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good mindset to have, I think. So let me lead you. Everyone end up doing the hokey pokey. Uh, that might come eventually. It's hard to say. So far, we've done uh, we've done tag. Oh man, we played uh, a strange version of duck duck goose where we did planks and bear crawls. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's been fun, man. It's it's challenging to find a game that kind of brings everybody back to their childhood and is a lot of fun and working in a little bit of sweat fest at the same time. Yeah, you need to incorporate dodgeball. That's where it's at. Yeah, that might come. We're working on things, and uh, it's it's been fun, and it's going to continue to be fun, and I'm excited for it every month. And that's what I think is great. You know what I hear from everybody else, and I mean, I haven't made as many as I want to, but I've been to a couple of them, is they're fun. I mean, it's not just like when you go to the gym and you have those, all right, this is exactly what we're going to do, and they're all like a cookie-cutter workout that you know somebody put together 20 years ago, and everyone's still doing the exact same thing. These workouts are fun. There's always something new. There's always something I never thought of. There's always something that keeps you giggling. And to be at a workout where I'm sweating, I'm miserable, and I want to die, but I'm still giggling and laughing is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, it's important. We want to keep people coming, obviously. And, uh, you know, people are going to show up when they're having fun. Exactly. uh, They will not show up if they're not having fun. Yeah, and I mean, Um, I coached sports for years, and that was always one of the things that I learned is if you make – the sports or the workouts or whatever, an actual work out, then people don't want to be there. But if you make it fun and make them enjoy what they're doing, they want to come back every week and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm having such a blast and I'm having fun. And the weight loss and the physical, everything is a byproduct of them having fun rather than being the only thing they're there for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then, uh, you know, as an added bonus, you throw in uh, our great sponsor, Roadrunner Sports, and Lucy Crockett, who always got some crazy breakfast meal waiting for us when we're finished with our workout. Donuts, grilled cheese sandwiches, uh, treats of all kinds. I need to come down to Portland. Every month, giving stuff away for free. And, uh, yeah, it's not something that I ever wanted to miss even before I was leading the workout. I need to come down to Portland. I mean, I just went to the Roadrunner up here in Kent and dropped two fifty on these shoes. So, yeah, I need to go down to Portland and spend some time down there. Yeah, we we live it up down here, man. We had the Saucony rep out um, not this month, but last month, and everybody got to try on some Saucony trail runners. Nice throughout the entire two hour workout. You know, we had to kind of test them out, and then at the end of the workout, uh, they gave away a free pair of Saucony Peregrines. And see, that's cool because that's one of the big issues that I have is I'm all about the shoes. And I mean, it, it sounds weird, but that was one of the things I almost quit running when I first started because of pain in my legs. And then I was yeah. went somewhere, did the whole running thing, had them watch my see my gait, and they picked out the right shoes for me. And all of a sudden, that pain went away. So ever yeah. since then, I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I have the right shoes. And finding those can be such a pain. And that's why it's so great when you have people like that that show up and say, hey, wear my shoes for an hour and see what you think. Because you never know. Shoes, yeah. they're so different. It's amazing. 
I mean, the same size shoe, the same brand is completely different than the last model they had last year. It just, it's nice to try them out and really before you go and spend 150 to, or I did today, $250 on shoes. So. Yep, I'm in that. And I mean, that's one thing too, is it's like, you know, I went there today and they sold me on some socks I'm going to try out and pretty much told me if I wear these socks and I get a blister, walk back in there and they'll, they'll take them back. So I'm like, awesome. Cause that's what killed me in Hawaii. It was my entire, both feet were blisters. It's like, cool. If these socks work, then there goes my one problem in Hawaii. I should have no excuse this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your feet aren't taken care of, you're not a happy person no. in any sport. No. And I mean, that's, what's great about Roadrunner. They do what they can to make sure that your feet are taken care of and they stand behind their product. So, yeah. Cool. Now, taking this on a side note here, um, with the upcoming holiday season, do you guys have any traditional workouts, I don't know, retreats, things that you do um, around, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, so, or maybe, you know, OCR or not, you know, uh, what kind of things do you do around this time that might be uh, a little bit different? I don't have a whole lot. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. I don't have a whole lot. I, I used to have a group of friends that we would play uh, football every we, – we had the, what we called our turkey bowl, and it was full-on contact football out, you know, in the, the neighborhood we grew up in. But it's been probably four or five years since we kind of stopped it after I think the last year, like four of us ended up in the hospital. Because <laughs> we're old, and it was one of those – Oh yeah, dude! It was. It's like I said, it was full on contact football, and I mean, you know, we're not getting any younger. I mean, I'll be forty this year, so you know, a bunch of 35, 36 year olds out there, full on muddy, nasty, slipping and sliding in the mud. I think one of us, one of the guys, broke a rib. Another guy tore his knee. And I mean, it was just, you know, basically old age. We're out there trying to do the same thing we did when we were 20 years old and we're just too old to do this now. So that was pretty much like the yeah, end of that. I, it was one of those pretty much our wives ended it and they're like, you know, you guys are done. <laughs> this is over. Find a new tradition. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Christmas money has now been delegated to medical bills. Yes, pretty much. So they're like, yep, yeah, nope, you guys are done with this. This, this is over. <laughs> so now, I mean, really, that was the only tradition I ever had. And I mean... That's pretty much gone. So now it's, I mean, this year we're going to try and start a new one and do a 5K, one of the, a virtual 5K uh, Thanksgiving morning before we go over to my sister's. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So try and yeah, do that. I don't, uh, I don't do too much out of the ordinary. I eat until it hurts and then uh, pass out. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, the winter time is a difficult one for me. It's dark all the time. It's just gloomy and it kind of gets me. Um, so my workouts stick to indoors, uh, that's when I get in the gym and start putting on some muscle mass and, uh, cause a lot of my cardio is spent in summertime, right? I'm outside running, hiking, doing that sort of thing. Um, oh yeah, that's, that's generally my winter routine. Mm. Doesn't sound like that routine. No, not at all. Survive. Do you have anything? Yours, man. You, yeah. you look like you have just been everywhere, uh, I don't think he does. I think he just wears it to work and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's true. Yeah, he just wears it to work. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, Adam's got his rock on, you know, just puts his laptop in behind it, you know, whatever. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, no, I'm uh, I'm doing the Pathfinder rug training. Um, this is my third session. So it's uh, there's three, they, they call them classes, right? They're three month long classes. 
you know, part of rock training is just rocking more, you know, having that weight yeah. on your back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, get, I did take it to Iceland and wore it as much as I could. If we got out of the car and, you know, went to go see a waterfall, if it was, you know, 100 feet, okay, grab my bag, all right, go. Um, so as part of the, the requirements to complete the classes, you know, my age. Um, so this, this month I'm doing the middle the middle one, the it's called Pathfinder Endurance, 125 miles in three months, um, and then I'm also counting miles towards the, the 100 mile for rucking for GBF with Go Ruck. Um, yeah, so yeah, it definitely it, it, it felt like it's been on my back a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's cool about the beast is the fact that all of us are at different levels and doing different things. You're, you know, working on this for, you know, the ruck, you know, I'm happy just, you know, finishing a Spartan at this point, but, <laughs> and yeah. we're all just different levels and, but we all help each other and work together. That's what I love about, about the beast. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And that's something I want to touch on earlier uh, when we were discussing the team is, uh, you know, a lot of people out there are intimidated not only by Spartan Race and OCR, but just by fitness in general. Uh, it, it can be a very intimidating journey to begin. And I love that we have over 1,700 members now. And I mean, we show up a race and we're at least 150 strong. And we have such an amazing 
supportive and positive group. Um, I mean, the, the, the aura around the environment is just so amazing all the time. Uh, no matter your shape, size, age, um, or your capabilities, uh, everybody is welcomed and everybody is so welcoming to each individual. Um, and it's, it's like magic, man. It's, it's just crazy. It turns my life around and I love to share this with other people, uh, because I have seen it turn yeah. around so many other lives as well. And it's amazing. It's just, so I never want anybody to feel intimidated about jumping in the team or going to a race because we do have that divide between, um, capabilities. I mean, we've got our elite runners, we've got our average runners and we've got the turtle group, you know, and if, uh, if somebody's ever intimidated, you just jump right in with the turtle group and you hang out all day and you basically hike the course and you have a good time and you learn about yourself and you get to know people and make friends. Yeah. And, uh, and the nice thing too is that turtle group most time too is also one of the last groups. So they catch, you know, they catch any beasts that are falling back and make sure that, you know, yeah. it's almost like the sweeper team. They come through and make sure that all the beasts are going to finish. So, yeah. yeah. So. Well, and you know, I think we're in this interesting place as, as a team. You know, we have so many different individuals going for different things. You know, we had folks down at Tuttlewell's Toughest Mother. Um, yeah. You know, a high school friend of mine hit 45 miles this year. Or, was, or excuse me, that was his goal to get 45, and he got up to, I think, 35, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's no easy that's, that's no easy thing. We've got folks that all they do is rock. We've got folks that just starting their journey. Um, and, and it's really interesting. Um, I've been really trying to talk to people to kind of figure out what what they find is the biggest wall they hit in their journey. Um, you know, folks that are going out there and hitting podiums. Uh, we've got folks that are just starting. And I think the biggest thing we see is discipline. is is, is the biggest wall that kind of, kind of hits people. And, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how good you are, how long you're doing it. It's discipline, right? Um, yep. I think Jocko, uh, Jocko Williams said it best in his book, you know, discipline equals freedom. It, you know, it's, you got to find your will to find your discipline and then you're going to find your freedom. And uh, it's, it's really interesting. So we have folks that go out and they, they do these things and they get through it and it's kind of like, what, what's next? And, you know, what's stopping me from getting that next one? And it's interesting because so many different areas, but that's, I think, the most common wall that I hear people talk about. Um, and it's, you know, it's not necessarily grit, right? Like, I see some of our folks are just insane grit, but that have gone through and done crazy things. Like there was a, there was a guy on the 24 that, you know, there was a couple of them. They've never done anything like that before. And they went through and talked it out, did it and completed it. And it was amazing. Um, but you know, they're also going out and doing other things that maybe you want to think of as discipline. Um, so, you know, and don't take it as wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, slandering anybody, but, you know, as, as a team, it's, it's interesting to see so many walks of life run to that same wall, right? I mean, it sucks to wake up at 4.03 to go train in the morning to do this. If, if that's what your goal is, then isn't that what you should be doing? Or is that, are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. It's going to ski, and that is, uh, is a huge hurdle um, in every aspect of life. I mean, like you said, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, to go out for a run, uh, or just even doing a run at any point in the day. I hate running. That is one of my uh, least favorite activities to do. Uh, I'm extremely ADHD, so I'm bored as hell out there every step of the way, and uh, I don't like it. Uh, I can see that. But then you can also look at eating. Uh, eating healthy, it, it definitely takes discipline. Um, everything, just all of it. I mean, it's, yeah. It does. Oh, I agree completely. It does. I mean, because I'll be honest, right now, one of my biggest problems is I'm the biggest I've been in a long time. And it took me a long time because I kept thinking about this. I'm like, I've been watching my eating. I've been watching everything else. But there's certain things you forget that I don't. Th I didn't think about. And it wasn't until I really sat down the other day and thought about it. Ever since I quit smoking, I've almost tripled my mocha intake. I'm having two or three mochas a day. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like... You know, the ones I get, those are almost a thousand calories a pop. So I'm pretty much 
getting my entire, you know, calorie intake through my drinks and then I'm eating after that. And it's like, so it's not my eating, it's actually my drinking, you know, of mochas that has become my problem. Like, okay, now I know, now that I've recognized the problem, I need to make sure and cut those out and figure out another way, something else to fill that void that's healthy. So, you know, it's, it's something that's one of part of the discipline though, is to figure out what, what it is, because a lot of times you have that problem. Like I did where I took, I cut out the smoking, I cut out a horrible habit, but then I filled the the void with something that caused a whole nother problem. So now my lungs are great, but I've gained 20 pounds. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, Yeah. that happens. Uh, I too, I, I ate a ham and cheese hot bucket the other day for the first time in probably like 
you know, I want everybody to come and I want everybody to push their boundaries and find their limits. And then once they've found their limits, we will all work together to help them break their limits and create a new one. Exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we kind of covered uh, a breadth of topics. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> no, I love it. I think that's a great way to get, you know, folks in the news to kind of who we are. Um, back to... Apparently, we're all ADHD and can't say what topic. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, right? Yep. It's totally cool. <laughs> um, gosh, what else we do? We got Rucksgiving going on. That's, yeah. That's a cool deal. I, I've seen that. That's kind of a, a good tradition. Um, any of you guys hitting the, uh, the one down at Tacoma or Portland? I'm not. I, I'm kind of doing just the the thing with the family this year. We're we're doing our our 5K, but I have thought about getting a ruck and just rucking myself so that I can start getting into that and just because I think that's something that will really help me with what I'm trying to do. So yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm not going to be at any rucks giving location. Um, we are going up for Thanksgiving to Montesino, uh, just outside of Aberdeen, where mm-hmm. Marissa's grandmother lives, and she's. Ninety-one years old, so uh, somewhere in the relative age span of dirt, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna spend the night with her, and then uh, I'm gonna come back down. Somebody's want to go Black Friday shopping, as crazy as that is. But no. I decided that I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear my rock around with my weight plates in it, and uh, gonna hang out. Maybe I'll throw on the boxing gloves and beat some old ladies away from the socks or something. I'm not sure how. I was gonna say you might want to wear some armor. Maybe I'll, I'll try to I'll try to take some crazy pictures and uh, make some fun out of it. But uh, yeah, that would so be I'll awesome. Wait on my back and go shopping, I guess. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, um, Rucksgiving is kind of a, a fun tradition of ours. Um, essentially, what it is is rucking. So you you carry a bag, you get weight or other goodies in it, and you go walk around the train or you know do silly things like you know burpees in the water with dragons or something. And uh, so Rucksgiving is, is kind of taking that and then giving something that's selfless as well. So minimum that we ask people to do is Ruck 5K, you know, find a place that needs something that is charitable. So if it's food, if it's, you know, a clothing bank, if it's, you know, your great aunt Jill and she just needs more cat videos, you know, whatever. It's something that you can put in your bag and go carry somewhere to give to something. You know, if you want to put in your time, awesome. It's totally cool about that kind of stuff, but it's really just about doing something good. So, uh, we usually have a couple different groups that, you know, totally cool. We have some folks that go do some stuff solo. We have some groups that go out and do things for the big. Um, we've got one for Dravit uh, that uh, one of our pieces put together to come with. That's really cool. Um, so, you know, it's just about having fun and giving back and training at the same time as more masochists or something. Yeah, we're insane. Slightly. That is actually. Bring back the Skittles to sandbag or something. Yeah. Yeah. Fill your sandbag with corn. I don't know. That might actually be pretty fun. That, that might be kind of messy, though. <laughs> it's a little bit. You could carry uh, 30 pounds of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, what, uh, gosh, the Lushuko Hurricane heat this year was a personal item you had to bring. And, uh, you know, whatever you want, but it had to weigh, gosh, what was it, 18 pounds? And, um, I ended up making a sandbag out of Skittles. And, uh, it, yeah, it was like 23 pounds, but, um, carried this thing in my bag the whole time, you know, four or five hours go by. And then at the end of that, like, all right, guys, who wants some Skittles? Open it up and just, I think that was my giving. Here's some Skittles. Take home three pounds. Get these away from me. That's awesome. Love it. I'll remember that forever. (laughs) Jeez. Consequently, when you go and buy $50 worth of Skittles at the store, that raises a lot of questions. They just think you're Marshawn Lynch. I'm sure they probably asked if you had your insulin with you. (laughs) Because you were going to need it. Here we have talked so. about a lot of fun things. Um, thank you so much for hanging out today. 
me. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully you had fun getting to know us a little bit. A little ridiculous. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. See you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Fun fun, guys. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by the Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Like us? Great. Join us at Facebook or BeastOCR.com. And thank you.